2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Hour number two to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105. through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yes, sir. Larry Flores holding it down for you here on this Thursday night. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Are Kyrie and Luca meant to be together? We'll talking a little Mavericks basketball here on 105.3 The Fan, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, at Larry D. Flores on Twitter. I want to give him all the follows on this Thursday night coming up in 20 minutes. Tim Cato of The Athletic going to be joining us here via the Diamond Factory hotline to get us his latest on the Mavericks as they have Two games left in the NBA's regular season, maybe two games period, for the rest of their twenty twenty two-23 campaign. Tim Cato of the Athletic joining us here in nineteen minutes here on 1053 the Fan. Mavericks got a win last night, although it felt somewhat hollow, but they did get a win against the Sacramento Kings. Kyrie Irving and Christian Wood were fantastic in the fourth quarter for the Mavericks as they were able to, at least for one more night, keep their play-in stave. chances. Yes, stave off possible elimination from the play-in. 123-119 over Sacramento. Kyrie Irving, 31 points, including a sensational fourth quarter where he had 19 Points. Christian Wood, 12 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 3 of 4 from downtown. Stats of the fourth quarter was the number zero. That is because Luka Doncic, which 0 of 2 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3, and scored as many points in the fourth quarter as you and I did. Don't do that. Zero. But it was fun watching him not necessarily score points because he let Kyrie go smooth off last night in the fourth quarter i mean
0: understanding and being able to you know allow the hot hand so to say to you know cook especially with a guy like kyrie where when he is doing that that might be the best iteration of kyrie because he is literally unstoppable at that point because he's what i have frequently called the the best difficult shot maker in the league and so if you have that type of profile and you are cooking in the way that he was what are you supposed to do to stop that now remember both of these teams bottom five defenses right so that that's in some ways plays into what they were capable of doing but i mean still in those moments and this is something that people ask who's going to take those last shots well i mean when you have one of those when you have two guys of that capability and one of them is is playing otherworldly right getting into his alien bag as only quite literally 10 15 20 guys in the, on the on planet earth can do at that level that's the, that's the beauty of it, is that one of the guys does not have to then force himself into that place where he's like, oh, man, I'm the best player, so I got to go and try and make it happen. Oh, no, this dude over here is doing it. You got it, dog. Um, that's the beauty of it. Can I take you to the truckwreck.com text line, where if you would like to text in, the number is 877-881-1053. From the 682, why did you guys phrase it like that? Now we got to set it to that Mariah Carey, We Belong Together song. The question, <laughs> the question that you ask, you ask KGB. Do Luka and Kyrie belong together?
1: I mean, so far, offensively, they definitely belong together. And this is more of a broader question when it comes to what the Mavericks desire to be as a team offensively and what they want to be as a team in terms of identity going forward here. Because based on what we have seen with this partnership between Luka and Kyrie and part of what we have seen at its zenith, with the 40-point games that Luka and Kyrie had against Philadelphia. That's a good word. Sam. And I know. Right? I love that word. And then what Kyrie did last night in the fourth quarter, you can see that these two are kind of learning how to give and take with one another and being able to allow one at times to be able to take over and the other sitting back and say, oh, well, as you mentioned, you got it tonight. Right. And last night was a classic example of Kyrie saying, hey, don't worry about it, Luka. I got it. And that's what we thought we were going to hope to see with Kyrie coming to this team was Luca being able to take some uh, some of the load off of his shoulders and allow Kyrie to be able to shoulder some of it. And I think tonight last night was a great example of some of that and why Jason Kidd said last night that Kyrie and Luca are meant to be together and it takes time for a partnership to develop with these particular two.
0: And I think he's right in this particular instance. And we could talk about this in many different ways. Let's start from the very basic point of it. Kyrie Irving, what position does he play, KG, nominally? S- score, uh, point guard. He a point guard, not a pass guard, though. It's correct. Right? <laughs> but the problem is, he is, what, 6'1", listed, or 6'2"? two. hmm um, He has the size, especially in this NBA, of being a point guard. But he does not play. He's more of what, what we would like to call, you know, previously a combo guard. And as you were basically about to say, a scoring guard. But the thing about it is when you end up in that place, you can end up being small. You know what's great to pair with that? An actual point guard. But then that ends up making you small usually because the point guard is usually a little shorter. Not when that point guard is 6'8 Luka Doncic, right? (laughs) Like when you do that, that that's actually usually pretty nice. Like that's one of the things that is helpful is that now you have this guy that helps you balance off the size that you have on the court. The tough part about it for the mavs is that you don't get the benefit of that the full benefit of that with this mavericks team because the rest of the places that you have you're undersized you're undersized at three at four and at five to put that in quite literal you know positions small forward power forward center are all undersized so that balance that you've created with your guard spots does not filter all the way through you don't get the effect of that because of the rest of your positions but when it comes to those two guys that's actually a really good match when we talk about the sizes of it right um, so that's one thing that I, I really appreciate. A second thing is that Kyrie Irving, um, one thing that we've seen very quickly in his tenure with the Mavs, and of course, still some meshing you need to be done. Kyrie is good at cutting off ball. Kyrie has an understanding of spacing with the floor mm-hmm. and you know where to be better than a lot of the other players on this team. Um, And you've seen some guys get into cutting with the energy that they have. Josh Green is one of the guys you could talk about for sure that kind of likes that off-ball movement at times. Kyrie Irving does a great job of kind of just floating into the right spaces and giving Luka better passing lanes to be able to manipulate defenses and things of that nature. And that is a great asset to have with a guy like Luka Doncic, even though... If you talk to Luka Doncic or some of the guys, people around the lead, around the team rather, they would say Luka likes having guys stationary, you know, standing where they need to be so that, you know, he knows where they are. He can pull off some of these no-look passes because he knows where that player is. He doesn't have to have his eyes on them because he knows where they are. But one of the things that's nice is that sometimes or one of the things that's tough about that is that some when you have a guy stationary, he could be locked up pretty easily without effort because why? He's standing they, in yeah, one in place, right? Yeah. In addition to you knowing where he is, the defense knows where he is. They can jump those passing lanes, things of that nature. Kyrie Irving's movement allows for that to be a little bit more nebulous. It's a little bit uh, tougher for guys to just lock him up and stare at Luka Doncic and then provide help side defense and things of that nature that make it harder on Luka and make him exert more energy, right? That's another thing. reason why I think that these two play would play well together in theory. And this is these are the things that we were thinking about To start with when this trade was made, understanding that, yeah, this team is going to get worse on defense, right? This team is still missing some things that they've been missing for a long time. But those things you were hoping to get, the problem that you've seen, though, it takes time to get those things together. And not only, like, it would be one thing if they they played all these games and you were just talking about, yeah, they only had, like, 15, 20 games to get this thing together. They've also missed time due to injuries to both of these dudes. That's right. The I don't think that we could look at where they are even at this moment and say, well, this determines whether or not that they could play together on a larger scale. I think that that's what Jason Kidd has talked to, and why I agree with him in that point.
1: And what this team decides to be, because I think when we look at if they're meant to be together, you talked about some of the movement and some of the differences that this office looks like when Kyrie is running the show versus when Luca's running the show. How these two ultimately mesh their games together, and more importantly, what do pieces around Luca and Kyrie look like? when we're talking about them being meant to play together, because if we're talking about two of the top 10 offensive players in the game who play two very different styles in terms of pace, in terms of movement, and if we're going to be asking Kyrie Irving to do some of the movement off ball that he is very good at in terms of his spatial awareness and being able to move without the basketball, Luka is going to have to do some of the same as well when it comes to his ability to play with Kyrie Irving on the floor at the same time especially if we're talking about each of them using each other as screeners. We're talking about putting defenses in binds that hopefully will create mismatches and pressure on defenses to make decisions that they don't want to based on Kyrie and Luka playing off of each other. How much more that grows, I think, is going to be huge for these two as well.
0: And I think we understood that of the two players, Luka was the one who was going to need to do some growth, right, as opposed to Kyrie, who has played with other Players of Lucas caliber mm-hmm. and has had, I mean, basically he's just been in the league longer, right? Like that's some of this as well. And we've seen some of those, you know, ideas of him being in the league filter out in different ways of him being kind of some level of leader guy and you know, speaking to guy, other guys on the team. Luka Doncic, I don't necessarily know that I need him to be doing the same movement that Kyrie does because he's not that same type of player,
1: or at but least I, some, not necessarily the same right. moves, but at least some movement. Yes, yes. For, and for Luka in the, that way. You
0: know what the thing is for me. Being actively engaged on the offensive end when you don't have the basketball. Mm-hmm. Don't stand over here with your hand, with your thumb in your pocket, looking like a Wrangler jeans model. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be active, be ready to shoot, right? Like, just like any other player, when they are off ball, being ready to catch the ball and go um, makes the defense actively contend with what you're doing. In addition to that. I would love to see some Luka, Kyrie pick and roll where it's Kyrie on ball and Luka. Obviously, that's not the most optimal. You you know, Luka on ball with his passing is probably the most optimal, but having it go the other way as well would be helpful. And then at that point, Luka being decisive and explosive, right? At that point, I need Luka to act like a big. And I understand that he's not been asked to do that a ton outside of like rebounding for this team because of the offensive rebounding levels and we don't need to go down that path. But <laughs> one of the things that... And this, we've lost some of this in the modern game just because, you know, we don't really focus on big play. But, you know, if you're a real hooper, these are things that you, you've learned and that you realize are still useful. One of the things that we talk about is get the ball and go quick. Right. You get the ball. You start dribbling the air out of the basketball. Oh, you've lost your advantage. Get the ball and then go. And sometimes Luca has a has a notion or a penchant of catching the ball and taking his time to evaluate the situation. And in some ways, that's good. But in others, sometimes you need to have that moment, like put that defense on edge, put make them uncomfortable, and immediately go explosive. and you know you know who does this incredibly in the league, and you will not be surprised when I say this name. Joel Embiid has been really great at this. Mm-hmm. And some he doesn't always go quickly, right? Sometimes Joel will take his time and really be meticulous with it. But the the idea that sometimes he goes quick and that other time and, you know, not even that sometimes that now that is within the realm of possibility and defense have to contend with that. The strength that he has, the quickness that he has to be able to get the ball, go quick and put defenses on in. That'll also change the way that he's guarding. I think that when you start putting him in pick and roll, pick and roll, Luka Doncic, having the opportunity to pick a roll and then get the ball in like, a, you know, a pocket pass or something and then go quickly and be sudden that adds another element that I would love to be able to see with the pairing at some point as they grow. And I know from the 682, you can't want everything. Let Luca rest off ball on. No. no, no, no. That's to be expected, right? Let's go back to one of the great pieces of American media, Spider Man. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Great power comes with great responsibility. That is what that's the expectation of Luca Doncic. You have all of this talent. You need to hone it to its maximum. That is the expectation of you. And he will tell you as much that he is not, he would like to be better. He's talked about it when it comes to defensive effort. When he's on, when he's balling off, on ball and offense, you just resting on the court is not an option when you have more assets available to you, especially like a Kyrie Irving. Now, I'm not saying this to absolve the Mavericks of their team building issues. They need to put more around him so that he's not having to do everything. But that also means that. Luka needs to be engaged and I don't think that that is I don't think that's an unfair expectation
1: Let's put some numbers behind this because I want to give you an idea of a couple of lineups here that theoretically if you're looking at why Luka and Kyrie are meant to be together and what that could look like with a certain kind of player or two around them check this out so this comes from cleaningtheglass.com right so we got Luka as your point guard you got Kyrie as your shooting guard you can interchange them it doesn't matter in 145 possessions for example a lineup. Of Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, and Dwight Powell are scoring nearly 136 points per 100 possessions. Is that good? It's not bad. Okay, fantastic. They've got a plus 14.2 differential from offense to defense. Now, Obviously, defensively, this lineup is fairly horrendous. Yeah, but at
0: that point, that means you just outscoring the hell out of them. This is the all gas no brakes that we've talked about.
1: Exactly, yeah. but the reason why I isolate that particular lineup, because let's look at the player profile of that lineup. Okay. Luka and Kyrie. Yes. Okay. Tim Hardaway Jr., shooter. Reggie Bullock, shooter. Theor- at his best. At his best. Theoretically, supposed to be a great defender or a really good defender. Dwight Powell, rim runner. Ideally, what you would want if a lineup you had like this out there would be A high-level defender who can shoot the ball, a 3 and D guy. A wing that can shoot the ball can give you some measure of defense. Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't necessarily do that. But I'm focusing more on Dwight Powell here. Mm -hmm. Switch out a Dwight Powell, for example, for, let's say, a Mitchell Robinson, for example. Ooh, that'd be fun. Someone who still can, one, can rebound the basketball. Two, can give you a little more measure of resistance in the paint, but still can put pressure on the rim on the offensive end. To be able to help you out and give you that production that you would need and do it at a little bit higher level my point is you kind of have a profile of what you can do based on the lineups that you're having that's successful but just upgrading a couple of those pieces that can one add you a little more measure of rebounding but two add you a little more measure of defense to be able to help maybe stem the tide from all those points that you're giving up conversely by what you're scoring on that offensive end
0: and if you have if you have a defensive anchor in that rim running center right, that makes it so that teams aren't just eating you up on the inside if you have another perimeter defender in what what is currently tim hardaway jr's role with a little bit more size that is another uh that's another player that you can maybe put on the other team's best wing defender or best wing option or you know second best and then you make it a little bit easier to hide the deficiencies of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic on offense. Maybe not fully hiding them, but also requiring them, give us effort and we will try and make it as easy on you as possible. And then you really kick into the idea of, we're just going to beat you very, we're going to beat you handily on offense. And then on defense, we're going to make it just tough enough that you can't keep up. And that is that is a strategy that is plausible in this modern NBA.
1: Now, here's what's going to make you laugh before we go to break real quick. What's that? So, obviously, this lineup has only played 31 possessions together. This lineup, though, consists of Luka Dodgers and Kyrie Irving, Josh Green, Christian Wood, and JaVale McGee. JaVel McGee! This lineup is scoring 119.4 points per 100 possessions. Not bad. Guess what their differential is in that lineup. $1, Bob. Plus 38.1. What? what? So that tells you with that particular lineup scoring 119 points per 100 possessions. We're talking about a defensive lineup that's only giving up 81.3 points per 100 possessions. Yeah, this is this is some small sample stuff. Right? Yes, like, as, as I mentioned, yeah,
0: 31 possessions. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the tough part is that the, the skewing of like... The, the the boundaries of that yes. are because of the small sample. But I think what you're getting at, the heart of what you're getting at is that this can be a good lineup and that's the way that it's structured, right?
1: Something that Mavericks fans have lamented quite a bit. But hey, play Christian Woodmore. Lineups like that give you an idea of what that could look like in terms of possibility. Again, small sample size, just wanted to throw that out there. Well, just they figured c- it out for next
0: year, right? So when you have JaVale <laughs> Wait, McGee what? What? and what? Luka Doncic and what? Christian Wood what? and Kyrie Irving all on your team next year, you'd be able to do that, right? Nope. Oh, okay.
1: Coming up next.
0: Wait, before you do that. Uh-huh.
1: Stars on the board, baby! Stars! They're taking
0: on the Flyers today at the American Airlines Center, and Jason Robertson scores goal number 44 of the season. It was on a power play assisted by Tyler Sagan, and your Stars lead 1-0 at the end of the first
1: period against the uh, lowly Philadelphia Flyers. Tim Cato of the Athletic Cover the Dallas Mavericks joins us next on the Get Right. Call
3: from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores on the down for you here on this Thursday night. Appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The rate.com text line 877-881-1053. Coming up here in a matter of moments, Tim Cato of The Athletic going to be joining us via the Diamond Factory hotline to talk all things Mavericks basketball. Coming up here in 16 minutes. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often that you do it, that you still forget to do, or it surprises you? Because I had an epiphany today because of this particular thought. Uh, we'll get into that in sixteen minutes here on one hundred The fan at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at on Twitter. Right now, though, we go to the Diamond Factory Hotline where we welcome in the Athletics Tim Cato covering all things. For the Dallas Mavericks. Tim, before we get into anything, Mavericks, I pose that question to you. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often that you do it, that you still forget to do or it surprises you when you actually have to do that?
3: You know, uh, tonight, I forgot that I, as a Dallas Mavericks beat writer have to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder to mm-hmm. see what the, hell, what the heck is happening in this game right now today. <laughs> and so it's now on my TV. It's muted. Um, so far, the Thunder are, are up four. If they lose one of the next two and the Mavericks went out, I am covering play-in tournament mm. basketball, which <laughs> is a word, a phrase, a sentence that um, honestly was not in my dictionary two years ago. It did not exist. But I didn't think it was going to be in my dictionary today, you know? I did not think this year would be the year that I'd be like, well, am I going to play, am I going to cover play in tournament basketball? And yet, here we are.
1: Okay, so as someone who has covered this team as closely and as intimately as you do, from an overall perspective, if you could describe this season in one word, what would that word be?
3: Weird. (laughs) That's a
1: great word. That is a great word. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's absurd. It's uh, odd. It's um, unexpected. Uh, you, you guys want me to go grab my Yeah, Let me keep going.
0: Oh, okay. So let's drill down on this. Okay. Wow.
3: Chris Dunn just making a three pointer for the Utah Jazz.
0: I do love that Chris Dunn is the back. The I'm not gonna lie. That that did make me smile when I saw that they picked him up. Um, but let's drill down on your on the, your word of the year for these Dallas Mavericks of weird. Uh, what are the what, let's let's go with top two because I don't want to you know make you have too much here but what are the top two things that you go yeah that made this season really weird
3: um I mean I think the big thing is just how the season has gone and I I no, nobody expected this season to play out exactly as it did but you know that's kind of boring you know, oh, the Mavericks are not winning basketball games at the rate that we thought they were. Okay, whatever. A lot of teams do that. You know what's been weird about this season? It's been weird. The weirdness has been how it's played out. Um, there have been losses that never should have been losses. There have been wins that never should have been wins. The, the Knicks game where Lucas scored 60, that never should have been a win. So I, I've seen Mavs fans complaining about the – the, the results have slipped away. They have got some wins they should not have. The the Maxi Kleva game winner against the Lakers.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy, and yeah.
3: There is almost no scenario where that is ever a win for how the Mavericks played in that game. Thankfully, Anthony won. Davis
0: decided to give them free throws for no reason.
3: Right, exactly. And so there has been just so much weirdness. There has been weirdness just, just scattered throughout. Um, you know, it's weird that Mark Cuban, out of nowhere, unscheduled, unprompted, Thankfully, I was at that game early. He started talking 45 minutes before, you know, the first media scheduled availability, the the, the pregame head coach press conference. But Mark Cuban just is just like, oh, well, I'm going to talk today. And I just, you know, fortunately, happened to be there early. And I uh, got to argue with Mark Cuban, which is always a highlight of my uh, of any day of mine. <laughs> hold on,
0: hold and, on, hold on. You said you argue with Mark Because obviously a lot of people on the outside view this as, okay, you ask a question and then you hear what he says. When you phrase it as argue, why do you say it like that? Why were you arguing with Mark Cuban?
3: I mean, I think, I think Mark is, is uh, I, I don't think he would refute this at all. I, I think he enjoys when media members kind of go back and forth with him. Uh, I am not, there was a reporter that night that he said, that's BS. Um, that's BS, if you believe that. And we were talking about some Jalen Brunson thing. I was not that reporter. But, you know, I, I, think, I think Mark is someone who is very open to be challenged. And I think that he appreciates it almost. Um, he appreciates if you engage with him on a level that is not respectful media member, yes sir, no sir. Um, you know, he wants you to go back and forth with him. And so, if he is saying stuff that I don't like, doesn't track with me, then I'll be like, Mark, why are you saying this? Like, this doesn't align with this thing. It doesn't align with that thing. Um, uh, let, you know, last night's, you know, rendezvous with, uh, with Mark was not as argumentative as, as some instances I've had with him, but, uh, I enjoy doing it. You know, like, genuinely, it is, it is something that, uh, you know, I think journalists should, you know, challenge people like Mark Cuban who are owners of teams, you know, when, when we feel it's appropriate, when we feel it's, you know, the right thing, you know, when when we disagree with something that he's saying that feels like it's coming from a specific perspective that is, you know, beneficial to the team, but might not be the truth. And so I, I always try to do that when it's appropriate, you know, and, you know, certainly I've, I've talked to him over the years and, uh, you know, had disagreements, and sometimes he uh, he's on the winning side. I mean, he's a he's a reality TV, reality TV guy. You know, like he he hosts a reality TV show. He's he's good at this. But uh, I also have have learned to enjoy it over the years.
1: Tim Cato, the Athletic, joining us here on the Get Right, covering the Dallas Mavericks here on one hundred five three. The Fan, Tim. Several quotes coming from both Jason Kidd and Cuban, starting with Cuban, and two in particular that I found completely and fairly troubling. Number one, the idea that the take foul has revolutionized the game so much that he missed the boat on how to build a basketball team. And number two, the idea, and don't worry, I put it like this because that's how I thought of it, the fact that Rick Brunson apparently punked Mark Cuban out of signing his son back to this basketball team. Um, What did you just make overall of what Cuban had to say among a variety of things that he talked about
3: last night? Yeah, I heard the take foul thing, and I actually followed up with him, and I was like, why, why do you think that the take foul is the reason for, you know, the team for defense? And I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll be blunt. I'm, I'm always blunt with you guys. I'm always honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the follow-up answer that he gave to why the take foul is the reason the Mavs can't play defense this year was no less convincing than the very idea of just bringing up the take foul. the uh, <laughs> no reason. They're bad at defense. They're a bad defensive team. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that uh, that are probably far too long to get into. And so I'll go to the other one. I'll I'll go to the, the Jalen Brunson thing. I have said this before. I think that Mark is probably right that Jalen Brunson last summer was not interested in re-signing with the Mavericks, but it's a chicken and egg thing. And I, again, I've said this before, did, did Jalen Brunson feel like the Mavs? So the Mavs basically tried to trade Jalen Brunson or, or were open to trading him for two straight trade deadlines. They did not extend him because they wanted the flexibility to be able to trade him. Um, I whether you know, Mark says that you know they didn't have a chance to offer a number that you know that was never communicated. If they did have a number. Um, or if he just knew that the number that they w- that he was going to bring to the Mavericks was going to be too much that they were going to spend. then yeah, why, why would he even bother? And so it, it's chicken and egg. Uh, did did Jalen Brunson give the Mavericks a quote-unquote fair chance to negotiate with what the Knicks were offering him? Probably not. Was, if, if he had come to the Mavericks and said, here's the money that I'm looking for and that the Knicks are going to offer me, would you guys match it? You Would you guys exceed it at this point? Because quite frankly, you've tried to trade me you straight trade deadlines. Uh, were they going to do that? No, I really do not believe that they were. And so, you know, what Mark says about the Jalen Brunson situation is true in a technical sense, but why Jalen Brunson did it and, and why he didn't even bother, you know, negotiating or coming back to them. I, you know, I, I think it was, Everything that the Mavericks had done to that point that caused him to be in that situation where he's just like I don't even need to
0: bother. We're talking to Tim Cato of the Athletic right here on 105 through the Fan, and Tim, I you remember you have the reserve or you reserve the right to plead the fifth um, and use it at your will here. Um, but between Jason Kidd's answers and you know to the media and this Mark Cuban thing, even as he is supposedly trying to take responsibility, do the Mavs have an accountability issue? Mm.
3: I mean, I never threw the fifth.
0: Okay. You know? I just wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity. If you need to, I'm not gonna say nothing bad about you.
3: <laughs> Every time I am uh, in the court of law, uh, the many, many, many times that I am in front of the judge, <laughs> uh, it, just it's just you know, kind of a kind of a, a me thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I respect I don't use it. it. You know, yeah, I, I, I love the other amendments, but uh, the fifth one, eh, it ain't for me. I think I think that uh, I have said this. I have said that Jason Kidd does not take accountability. I don't really know what that means. Does it matter? It, it does matter. It does matter a little bit. It matters to the fandom and the way it's perceived. It, it doesn't matter to the locker room. What Jason Kidd goes up and says on the pre and post game press conferences and all the times that he talks to the media, he hasn't lost the locker room. Um, you know, I, I know that people have, have speculated about that. Because it, it feels like there should be a reason that the Mavs have collapsed. There should be something behind the scenes. I really don't believe that there's anything significant behind the scenes that it's caused this season uh, to, to be what it was, to, to, the, to, to cause the results to be as negative as they've been. Um, but, but I do think it matters. And I do agree that Jason Kidd does not, um, you know, does not talk about the ways that, that he has you know, failed to win margins for this team. Uh, which is, I, I think, the maybe the most accurate way to kind of say if, if there's coaching flaws he's had this season, that's that's the way I describe it. the margins. He's not winning margins. And uh, for Mark Cuban, I mean, he did take accountability in his, his media session uh, before the game on Wednesday. He, he said, said he took ball.
0: accountability, but then you, he gave you the uh, Jalen Brunson thing, did he not?
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think consistently throughout, Mar- you know, what Mark said, th- there's usually somebody – at fault. He might also be at fault, but, but often, very often there is a person or a thing or a take file that is also at fault. Um, That is something I think I've consistently seen throughout many, many, many conversations and and quotes that I've, you know, transcribed and read and and published from our people.
1: Tim, before we let you go, obviously Jason Kidd had a lot to say last night as well. What was your immediate response when he dropped the expletive about, you know, asking him whether or not he's going to be back or wanting to run it back as Mavericks head coach and the vibe in the room as he gave his response
3: afterwards? Um, it was a pretty funny line. I'll give him that. I, I thought it was defensive. Actually, I take that back. I, I don't know if it was defensive. I, I think it was be- like belligerent was the word I used. I, I published it uh, in The Athletic My Story, uh, you know, this morning, Thursday morning. And I think, so he's very online. He is someone who understands what is being said about him. And I think he feels, and especially because he knows he's going to be back next year. Um, he feels that my, my, my impression is that he feels some of the criticism is unfair, or at least he's acknowledging the criticism. And he's like, y'all are going to criticize me, but I'm the, the team's bring me back. Why are y'all criticizing me? I don't care. I don't care that y'all are criticizing me because like the team is, you know, I know that my, my, uh, you know, job with the Dallas Mavericks as a coach is secure. So that's, that's more or less how I took it. And, you know, he is, he is uh referenced things that have been said about him that has been said about the team so many times this season. And to me it was kind of very self-referential of things that have been said about him. And he's like, you know, you can you can criticize me all you want, but I'm going to be back next season. And I, I'll, I'll I'll conclude with this: I, I I don't think that inherently is is you know a, a terrible thing. You know I, I I I'll say this: I think in the same situation, I might react the same way. Um, whether a head coach should be doing that, you know, you can make your own conclusions. But I think it was a very human response. But um, yeah, I, it was definitely. Him understanding what has been said about him and reacting as such.
0: Cato, we catching uh, we catching some playoff basketball once the Mavs are out of this thing.
3: This team, this entire season, has done exactly the opposite of what I expected them to do. That said, the Thunder are plus seven, and they're gonna you know they win this game and they go play the Memphis you know Memphis team that's gonna rest everybody. Doesn't look that likely. I, I still have a. a Deep down suspicion, the is going to sneak in somehow.
2: Hey, do you KG notice that? Not
3: best for them, even if, even keeping the pick is like the best path forward. They're going to somehow sneak in.
0: KG, you just noticed that how he did not agree to go. Of and course, watch yes, the game with I, me. Uh-huh, it's fine. Uh-huh, it's cool. Uh-huh. He uh, said he's going to be busy. He know, said he's going right, to be busy. Right, Work, right, Kato. I see how it is. <laughs> what I do?
3: I, I, I feel like I'm getting called out.
0: Yeah, I said, are we going to watch some games once the Mavs are out of this thing? Maybe not, like at oh, the very uh-oh, front. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> asking,
3: are, are we going to watch some more Mavs games?
0: Oh, okay. Let's watch some games. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought,
3: I thought that was another math question. Where do you yeah. want
0: to go? Uh, do you want to say Dallas, this over I air Dallas, so that everybody. Has,
3: uh, has, do, do we want everybody popping uh, up with experience. us? Uh Sure. Okay, sure. fantastic. I love my fans.
1: Wow. Fans, you hear that? I love the star turn for yeah. Tim Kato. Star
3: turn yeah. for Incredible. Tim Kato. He knows who uh, he is. a fan, even. You know, like, I look at a fan and I'm like, you're a fan. But
1: <laughs> you can find him yeah. on twitter at tim underscore kato my man living at miami yeah, you're life you're
3: gonna get some fans one day yeah look. one of these days you're gonna have you're gonna have some fans as well but, i doubt
1: uh, it but i appreciate the yeah
3: appreciate yeah, try, the try to get like
1: me hey we are trying to get like you because you're spending your time in miami <laughs> that's right read reading show and showing feet by right, exactly pool. exactly <laughs> tim appreciate the time my man thank you appreciate y'all see y'all soon talk soon there he goes. Tim Cato, the athletic. Good enough to join us here on the get right. Coming up next. Trent Text on a one, oh, five, three. What's the one thing that you have to do? No matter how often you do it, you still forget to do it or it surprises you. Next on the get right.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medalla, the mark of a fighter.
1: Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105. Three the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, What's Larry up? D. Flores holding down for here. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often you do it, that you still forget to do it or it surprises you? Uh, let us know on the truckberry.com text line 877 1053 877 1053 Coming up at the top of the hour on your home of the Cowboys. Six NFL teams that are winning the offseason so far are the Cowboys, one of those teams that made this particular ringer list. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula on Twitter. Um, This particular. Oh, my goodness. his 3-0 stars. Yeah, stars handling business at the American Airlines Center um, against the Flyers. Lowly the lowly Flyers of Philadelphia. It's always a good day when Dallas beats up on Philadelphia, no matter the sport. Shout out to the Texas Rangers doing it, you know, against Philadelphia Phillies. Shout out to the Stars handling business against the Philadelphia Flyers tonight at the AAC. It's always a good day when Dallas beats up on Philly. As uh, Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray say, Dallas forever, Philly forever. They do be saying that. Love that saying. Which one of the two came up with that? Was it Kelsey or Meg that came up with that first? All right, I'll send a text. Okay, thank you. Because um, I I have no idea, but I have a feeling that you would actually really
0: want the answer, and that was not just like one of those you floated oh, out there. That's so sweet, right? Thank find you. Answer thank it. you. I appreciate that.
1: Um, uh, this you, is the ha- you hear how excited I am about sending this? Text? I mean, you didn't have to. You volunteered to do that, but I appreciate you thinking of me and being willing to ask that question. Uh, this is the part where Larry's gonna participate in the program tonight. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Hi, Larry. <laughs> for, for the listening audience, Larry did a physical
0: hand wave. Yep. <laughs> and that hand did not go anywhere near the on button for
3: his microphone. Nowhere.
1: Nowhere. Uh from the 940, picking up the dog poop in the yard. can't wait for the baby to get a little older so that can be one of her chores. Oh, that's nasty business. That's na- no, don't clap at that. No, not for that particular thing because that's a true parent. That's because let me business. tell you what mommy and daddy at my house do these days when the remote's a little too far away. Hey, uh, Nass- Tori. Oh, I Torre. hate you so much. Tori, nah. can you hand mommy and daddy the remote, That's please? real, na- you know she resents you, right? No, she does. She happily does it for us. Yeah, well, she will resent you here shortly. Because most of the time, we're just turning it for her anyway. To she, don't, her she don't know channel. yet,
0: but she will resent you. Because one thing I, oh boy. Larry,
1: you-, you a parent. He not answering this. He, sh- he shook his head yes. Okay, You ask your daughter to go get the remote for you, don't you? Yeah, yep. yeah, I the, love how he's going full home improvement, And not saying anything about the uh, yeah, yeah the computer right now. He is That's full great. Wilson right now. Yes,
0: <laughs> I, I be, I've been on a separate floor of the of the house. Uh huh, uh huh. Reggie, <laughs> Reginald, <laughs> Reggie. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You was calling me. Can you pick that remote up for me right here? <laughs> I'm like it's it's mere feet away.
1: Yes. Yes. Mere. Okay. Those right. are the privileges of being a parent in that, right, Larry? Yep. You. Just, it's not going to work. I think it's a bit now. This, it's, but this it's the thing. It's a whole bit.
0: I'm a, I'm, I'm. just giving you some- Because I'm going to answer for him based on his silence. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice. If you actually want him to like talk, you got to not go to him for a little bit
1: and then hit him out of nowhere. I haven't gone to him for the first almost three hours of the show.
0: You started off
1: the show with the bit. No, I started off- Am on... I wrong?
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See? You see? <laughs> I love his commitment to it at this point. Um, I, I love it. Along those lines. And uh-huh. I we've completely gone away from the question. We will circle back to the question that uh-huh. KGS in uh-huh. just a moment. No, this is good. Along that line, the thing that I hate hearing is like, why do I need a dishwasher? I got
1: you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah, daddy oh, hit boy. my daddy hit me and my little brother with that. I am triggered every time cuz I had the nerve to oh, ask Oh my goodness. My daddy, hey, hey dad, um why do we have to, you know, wash the dishes? Why can't I put in the dishwasher? It's right there. He plucked me in my forehead and said, I got two of them sitting right here. Nasty referring business. to me and my little brother. Very nasty business. Um, the reason why I brought this up was because today is Thursday, which means it's trash day in my neighborhood. hmm Which means I forgot yesterday to sit out the trash for this morning, all right. What kind of?
0: I forgot the trash. Are you the? Oh, I'm waking up early because I heard the. I'm hearing the trash. Uh, you know, trash truck
1: mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. the street,
0: and I need to go and put this out real quick. Or are you that we're just gonna have double the trash next week? Yes. Okay. Fantastic.
1: Because sometimes it's all right. I gotta get up extra early to get the trash emptied in the house to go take it outside to roll it to the end of the driveway because apparently my trash uh, people come. At they they theoretically supposed to come at seven because on the trash can it says have your trash bin outside by seven a.m. Oh, they
0: put it on your trash bin. Yeah, they put
1: it on the trash. Oh, you live in bougie. They never come at seven a.m. Never. And when they do, it's the day that I forget to put out the trash. Of course it is. All together. Of course it is. So guess what I had to do this morning? Someone in the neighborhood watch was like, "KG's trash not out. (laughs) I need to get here quick. Hurry up. He forgot again." (laughs) So I had to get up early this morning, empty out all the trash in my house, go outside, and have that thing out there before 7 a.m. And uh, fortunately, I was able to do it. I got it out there around 7:15 because, as I said, when I, you know, actually do remember to do it, they never come on time. But when I forget to do it, they always come. Shout out time. to the 903 that say we got triple the trash today.
0: <laughs> you forgot two weeks in a row. That's nasty, bro.
1: Old. That's uh,
0: you just blocking the whole sidewalk.
1: That's nasty. Look like y'all had a party last night. See, at that point, you might as well just like get the two weeks worth of trash out, and then just hang on to the rest of it till the next week. Like, don't, don't, don't try to do three weeks worth of trash at one time because you're gonna be real mad because the stuff gonna tip over. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I'm not keeping this trash in my house no more. I mean, yeah, someone
1: come get this. Uh, yeah, you could do that. Um,
0: so you were asking, what is the thing that you like you regularly do that still sneaks up on you? Yes.
1: All right. Um, that sounded much better than the way I put it. Thank you.
0: It took me a second to figure out the right. right way to say it. No, that was good. Um, Paying some of these bills, because what I'm not going to do is that auto pay. Y'all not going to come in my, I'm not letting y'all just walk into my account whenever you feel like it. Are you <laughs> crazy? just walk into my account. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so like rent is one of those where I'm like, oh man, it's rent time. So it's like, it's not actually, cause I'm actually going to make sure I get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, Now this cable bill. Or like the internet, I guess I say cable, but you know,
1: yes, internet. You can put them together. Um, uh-huh.
0: That one, be, I'd be forgetting. I'd be getting the email like, hey, you got to uh, pass due balance on it. I was like, you right. My bad. I forgot. I got you. That's the one that sneak up on me every time. And then the funny thing about it is yep. they're like, hey, man, uh, we know you forgot. You want to just go ahead and put this on Auto pay? And I'm
1: like, That's cute.
0: Talk no. to you next month. Right. Talk to you <laughs> next month. Because what
1: you're not going to do is dictate the terms to me That's on right. when I pay my bills. That's
0: right. I understand, 214. You said auto pay all day. I'm happy that you are making a more than livable wage. You got it like that. And I'm responsible proud of you. choice. Good for you. It's not all of us got
1: that. Nope. So, and even if we do, may not choose to use that option. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I, I got to do the calculation. I'm like, I can, I can get to the 15th on that one bill. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I gotta let. I gotta make sure I pay that one this month. It's even more
1: petty than that. Oh, I don't want you dictating to me what time I pay my bill. That's fair. If I want to pay it a day early, I'll pay it a day early. If That's I want to pay happening. it a day later, that one's more likely. And stay within my grace period. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay it. When I want to, but you're not going to tell me to pay it on the 15th every single month. I'm not doing that. Oh, this Thanks. is really interesting. From the 860, they said those apartments that are not gated are great
0: places to throw trash in the dumpster or even bigger items. Oh. And the question I have for you is: oh. You driving around and finding other places to dump your trash? Wouldn't it be easier to just put your trash out? <laughs> I mean, like, and I well, say touche. that with, I say that with no like malice. It's just a genuine question from the laziest dude that you know, Reginald Atatula. You want you want me to put this in the car and haul this? At this point, let me drive the trash truck, right?
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh from A32, they sympathize with me when it comes to the trash uh trash man coming. Definitely me laugh laugh out loud. Uh they come at all different times. That's very very true. Somebody said this combo has me worried for y'all's credit scores. You should be. Uh yeah. Story time with KG real quick. Oh,
0: I saw. My credit
1: used to be horrendous. Shout out to my wife for, you know, getting my tail together. And said, "Look, if you're going to be with me for co-signing?" Then, no. For making me get my credits together. So, look, if you're going to meet with me, we're going to get this together. Because we're not going to have this. I was like, all right. I respect that. Appreciate that. Um, that That is a good benefit of the auto pay. I, I understand that 940. The late fees ate them up in the past. Yeah, if you don't handle your business or handle it within the grace period of your business, then, yeah, late fees can tear you up. You know what the problem is with tear me? Tear you up.
0: The problem is for me, Um, I have enough within my brain yeah. to know the ones that I got to get. Yes. The ones that I'm late on are the ones that don't come with late fees. Good. That's a good and strategy. so this is probably not strategy. this is not good because what's this what this is telling company is, "Oh, late fees will get it done and please don't do that to me." <laughs>
1: please don't. Oh man. Um Yes, I'm sorry respectfully to the um the trash men and women who out here handle uh the business. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, did you gender the trash person?
1: I did. I did. I didn't respect oh, the trash collector. Yeah. That, I'm it? not trying to
0: say that they are a trash person. That's really unfair. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good.
1: Um, oh, for the 972, they're trying to give us life lessons. I'll do a spreadsheet for the bills. All right. Brother. My brother in Christ.
0: Or sister in
3: Christ.
0: <laughs> let me tell you what I'm not going to do. Go to my computer to figure the, all this out. I'm sorry, fam. Like, it's... Look. It... It's toxic. I understand. It's not It's not the best way of going about this. Organization is always the best way to go. Yes. Very However, much However, so. I ain't doing all that. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, 940. Sound like me, KG. My credit score was 546 when I got married. She changed that quick. God bless a good woman to make your life better. Look, t- let me God t- bless. T- look, get Woo. you a significant other that cares about you and your situation so much that they're willing to invest their time into you and your credit score and improving it. That's a real one to keep with you. By the way, these are jokes. My credit score is all right. Okay. It's not the best, but so, it's all right. So it sounds like we know what time it is for you then. What time is that? Trying to get you a, you know. Did my mom call you? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> As someone who's had experience on this side of the marriage portion, yeah, get you get you get you a good partner that um, you know, cares about you in that way. To want to see you do better in life.
0: You don't see me you don't see me shining? You don't see
1: me thriving? But you could be glowing. If you know what I mean. From the 817,
0: my city's water department refuses to make auto pay an option because if you don't pay your bill by 5 p.m. on the due date, they can hit you with a $25 admin fee. Oh, they nasty. That is nasty work. They put a time on that. That is rude as hell. They said, we are closed, sir. Come back tomorrow.
1: Yeah, definitely not living in that neighborhood, wherever that is. I
0: bet they have a convenience fee for you to pay online, too.
1: Off principle. You
0: got to bring a money order to downtown.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> For the eight one seven, and my lady drove mine from the mid seven hundreds to the mid fives, bro. Whoa, that's tough. He said cheaper to keep her though. That's tough. <laughs> All right, coming, it's time to go. Coming it's up, time to go. Uh, coming up next on the get right, we're gonna read these on the other side of the break. No, we not. Uh, six NFL teams that are winning this offseason so far. Next on the get right.